0: Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about North by Northwest. This film came out a long time ago, 1959. (laughs) Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Directed by Ernest Lehman. Starring Cary Grant, Ava Marie St. James Mason, and others. Martin Um, Landau. Yeah, Landau. I did not recognize him in this movie.
2: What? Uh, what? <laughs> hey, Landau. Who was he? He was Leonard. He was the the right hand goon.
0: Yeah. Wow. No. Like the
2: re- the really intense looking guy. How no way. Did not recognize him. Landau. Shot at the end. Yeah.
0: Holy crap! No, I'm seeing it now. I, I did not know that was him. I've only seen it as, like an 80 year old
2: man. So <laughs> that is true. He's 80
3: years old in this yeah. movie.
2: Yeah. It was crazy how he didn't do any movies between this and like when he was 80.
3: Yeah.
0: He was like the weird guy in the X-Files movie. That's pretty much all I know him from. And
2: Edw- Edward, yeah. yeah and I, was gonna I was going to say, pull
0: the string. Entourage. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But all those are like, he's 80-something years old. Anyway.
2: Did you guys also recognize
0: Edward Platt? I don't know who that is. That's, sure. uh, <laughs> that's Chief from Get Smart. Oh, there it is. Mm. He was a lawyer. lawyer. Anyway. God, stupid IMDb. I looked at it, and all of a sudden, a gecko walked across his face into the ad on the right... Like, from the left ad to the right <laughs> ad. Screw you. Anyway. Ad
3: blocker. ad blocker, bro.
0: Scott, this was your uh, topic. you want to discuss a little bit?
2: Okay, so... Obviously, everybody recognizes the name. Uh- uh, I, I don't think I'd ever watch this from beginning to end. I'd definitely seen bits and pieces. Um, especially the airplane part, which gets used in lots of other things, it'll show up in the background of other movies or things like that. It's on uh, the damn cover for Pete's sake. It is on the cover, sort of. Um, yeah, this is a classic uh, Hitchcock piece of thriller. As, as Jeff mentioned, 1959. Uh, so this is this is definitely before they had perfected car chases.
1: <laughs>
2: things, anything, movies like really. like Bullet or. French mm-hmm. connection uh mm-hmm. so uh yeah I, w- I was looking forward to seeing this as, as again just more of a classic piece of cinema, um something that you can see the the roots of other movies kind of spring up out of this and I did notice that in, in several several ways. Whoa, did somebody wave the magic wand
3: <laughs> uh sorry, my phone was turned on okay how
0: Turing professional, sorry. Yeah. I'll I'll click my pen here in a second, don't worry about yeah.
2: it. Oh thanks. You mean you mean flip your don't think I don't remember Jeff.
0: <laughs> flip my pe my bean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and, and I've always been a fan of Kerry Grant. Uh and he's at his smarmiest here. Which we we'll, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yes, we will. Uh so yeah, I, I you know, I, I think I was more interested in seeing this or sitting down to watch this as again just uh piece of classic cinema versus walking away or thinking I was going to be blown away, uh, but still very solid. Uh, there was some there was some great stuff going on in this movie. Also, I d- I never saw this in the theater. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just full full disclosure. Uh, Alex, this
0: is your first time seeing it too, right?
3: Uh, yeah, and uh, as I said last week in last week's episode, disappointed. I was expecting more out of a Hitchcock film. You were sorboed. Yeah, I was sorboed. <laughs>
1: Disappointed. Disappointed.
0: Uh, this is my first time watching it as well. This, is, this has been on my list forever, um, but I'm glad we got to finally watch it. Um, and we'll go from there. Like I have a big hole in my Hitchcock uh, library that I haven't seen. So this I have to go back, and now I cross one off the list, and got a few more to do.
3: <laughs> You're saying a Hitchcock needs to fill that hole. Yeah gonna hitch that cock in my hole hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, but yeah mm-hmm. so i i definitely did not see this in the theater as well
2: even even though i'm older than you guys not that much older than you guys so so this so this movie is 60 something years old 70 Just doing do quick math on it uh
0: mm, 60 okay. yeah almost 60 years old okay uh, I have never seen Cary Grant, and he's one of those actors I've always heard of, but I don't think I've seen any. I'm looking at his credits. I haven't seen
3: any of these.
2: Really? Yeah. He pretty much plays Cary Grant. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I figured. I, I
3: got the sense of I've never seen a Cary Grant movie, but I got the sense of it. There's, the, there's
2: that's different that's there's different levels, though, of uh, like smarm and, and dignity uh, that, that makes it. So he's not like, uh, like a Jack Nicholson, where Jack Nicholson's always playing Jack Nicholson but doing interesting uh, things with his characters. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to play as Cary Grant, but I think it works for the most part. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's get into it. So we're talking about seven uh, items each, what we liked about this movie, what we didn't like about this movie. So, Scott, start us off.
2: Uh, so starting off <laughs> with number seven is that uh, something I, I really kind of liked uh, is that, that Thornhill is kind of a schmuck. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. The Cary Grant actor roger Thornhill. um it even says in a lot looking at the i m d b page here that he is described as hapless a hapless new york advertising exec mm-hmm. uh and and he really does just coast to the movie on his charm uh he he does do some heroic things uh but he never really does anything super smart um the the bit with the at the end with the matchbook and the and realizing that the the guns are fake, like it's about as smart as he gets. Otherwise, he's just doing dumb things. If not for uh, um, Eve Kendall, played by Ava Saint Marie, or Ava, sorry, Ava Marie Saint,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, get it right. Like yeah, he would the movie would have been over in the middle because <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, so and, and to the point where I don't know if this was supposed to be his character or Cary Grant, but he just like insists on wearing that suit for the whole thing, pretty much. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his character is is kind of a schmuck. He's uh, smarmy. Uh, he's a mama's boy, uh, and yeah, he just just kind of gets tossed about in this, um, which which I liked again because it added kind of an uh, everyman element to it. Even though I don't really think that's what Cary Grant was going for here. Uh, so yeah, that's my number seven. Just the. It's nice that, the, that he wasn't a badass. I guess that's what I, yeah. I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, I would say. But you guys haven't watched Mad Men, right? It started out with him like, oh, this guy is Don Draper, or Don Draper is based off of this guy because he's an ad, uh, you know, an ad guy. He's uh um, he's out with you know, schmoozing the customers at a bar in the same time frame. But yeah, then he's not as he just definitely does not stay with, as that Don Draper
3: type. So hmm. I, I agree with you. All right, Alex, number seven. Number seven. Spoiler alert. Lando goes out like a fucking chump in this movie. What? Lando Calrissian? <clears throat> Martin Landau. Got to oh. give him
2: more time.
3: Mm-hmm. Ah, just so stupid. It was the, that whole ending I hated so much. But anyways, he's he's right there. He's stepping on the on the guy's shoe. I mean, he he's stepping on Cary Grant's hand. He's about he's uh hanging off the edge of uh Washington's nose or something. And uh yeah, all of a sudden he gets shot out of nowhere. And like, <laughs> on, on all the way on Teddy Roosevelt's head, or whoever, but it wasn't a close. A, a sheriff with a six-shooter <laughs> just bull's him. No fucking way. He wasn't even holding a rifle for Pete's sake. That, I would have believed. It's like, okay, I mean, he's kind of going out like a chump still, but at least it, it was somebody, a trained marksman. Nope, this guy, six-shooter, probably a thirty eight special. How's points I, and shoots?
2: I, I don't see that's him going up like a chump.
3: I'm, per, yeah, yeah, it is.
2: I mean, if it was a
0: twenty-two, he would have survived. Either. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, well, it just, of course. Well, yeah,
2: it would have been like uh, getting hit by a paintball or something. <laughs> nah, they could have just. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you, no pun intended. Carry Grant. I'll carry Grant you,
1: mm-hmm. that...
2: The, yeah, that was a long shot to make with a pistol. But if he got shot like that, I don't see what the problem is. If, if he got shot, like, what what did you want it to happen? Like, Let's say he got hit by a rifle. Then would you have been fine with it?
3: Uh, A little bit better? Yeah, maybe it's just the, the six-shooter thing that bothers me the most. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, mean yeah.
2: I, I was thinking the same thing when I saw it. But, yeah, I, I, like, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I
0: they're, did. they're fighting on the president's faces for crying out loud! It was kind of ridiculous. The ending, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thinking, "Oh my
3: God, what's coming out of his nose?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought too. <laughs> oh shit! There goes the planet. <laughs> but yeah, Lando getting shot and uh, getting shot first, and uh, yeah, that whole ending when Lando he, got shot first. Yeah, Cary Grant was holding on to what's her face, and then. You don't know what's gonna happen until oh it just cuts away hey honeymoon it's like oh are you fucking kidding me and I like the, the cutaway ugh no and I, I also
2: I also it. I also laughed at uh, James Mason his line about <laughs> using you're not using fake bullets that's hardly sporting <laughs> as he's as he's been arrested and he's surrounded by the police <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: but yeah that whole sequence. All that ending just seemed rushed. Like, all right, we need to wrap this shit up. Let's just cut away. Honeymoon. Boom. Happy ending. Let's go. Let's go home.
2: What, did you yeah. want her to fall off the side? I don't understand. Are you going? You wanted to see them spend ten minutes showing them climbing up with the ropes they threw down? Like, I don't No, understand. Like,
3: but they, if he just managed to pull her up onto the thing and then having a, a, a great scene, uh, a great shot of, like, the sunset or something over the over Rushmore... <laughs> This is all, why, he saved the girl, happy ending, and, and they all and the could have met in coming. bed
0: and they could have jumped around and then they could have watched the guy become
3: king. <laughs> yeah. And then that's what fucking happened in the
2: movie. <laughs> and the CIA could have told Cary K- Grant that he bows before <laughs> nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: fucking good but up, professor. I
2: I really I really don't see where you're coming from in this, Alex. Yeah, like they were trying to do an interesting cutaway, like rather than like
3: uh, a, cliche, a,
2: yeah, a cliche, a cliche Let's uh, let's have something interesting. A cliché with the sun coming up? Okay, yeah, that's never been done before.
0: I like it. Alex doesn't like something. This is cool. This
2: is interesting. I know. This is weird. (laughs) But yes, that's it. Something's peed in your cheerios.
0: (laughs) Cary Grant, (laughs) apparently.
2: Yeah, Cary Grant. All
0: right, uh, my number seven, and just uh, my list, as I kind of do when I watch a movie for the first time, and I have, I just, as my notes, as I write them down so that's the order is so the the first thing i saw is the first thing i'm going to write that i noticed (laughs) and when he has already had the run-in with the the you know they kidnapped him and he had the whole thing and they poured a two gallons of whiskey down his stomach and all that stuff bourbon um and then he brings his mom back and they're in his room with pretending to be i already forgot the fake character's name
3: um Mm, Thornburg is his name. It was Mr. Damn it, I forgot. It was George Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah, Kaplan. Thank you.
0: And then he's in the elevator with his mom and he recognizes the two guys. And then he just bolts and leaves his mom with the killers. (laughs) Well, they're not after her. He he doesn't know that at this point. He's just like, holy crap, this guy just left. He just took off running in the cab, leaving his old mom behind. Mm -hmm. What a dick. So that's my first impression of Thornhill slash Cary Grant. Okay. <laughs> took so, off and left his mom behind. Real cool.
2: Well, they would have thought that she was a fake. He doesn't know what the hell is going on at this point. That's true. So- like I said, like I said, he's kind of a schmuck. <laughs> that, was, that was my the first thing. So. Yeah, and they've, these... It's kind of
3: my honorable mention, but these villains are just stupid. They should have just grabbed her and interrogated her or something or at least quit get, asked her a question or two. Anyways it was, yeah, that's, big, it was a big scene. It's a hostage. If you want to get this guy, you, oh you got his mom.
0: Yeah. No. Nope. Anyway, that's my number seven. Scott number six.
2: Okay. So my number six is the <laughs> is the Cary Smarm. The, <laughs> the 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 smug charm that he coasts on through. Uh and Kind of mixing in one of my, my honorable mentions is I, I always like all the the transatlantic accents that have more or less died out. Uh, but mm-hmm. It's all those people that that talk like they're I don't I don't know how to describe it like Harvard professors from the turn of the century kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're almost British but not quite. Uh,
3: but yeah, it was just the, it was the style at the time.
2: Yeah, just Cary Grant just coasting through. Uh, he always has a, a quip for everything. Um, See, his character never does get quite to the everyman thing, um, but like I said, I think it's admirable. Like his character, uh, still is game for everything. He tries to to go along. He <laughs> he. At one point, he actually does the the other clever thing when he Big Lebowski's the uh, the paper in the hotel room to to find out what she wrote. Yeah, and instead of finding dicks, <laughs> he actually gets an address. Uh, I forgot about that. So, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just, I, I like Cary Grant. Uh, it's a it's a different, it's a very different style of acting, uh, different type of movie star. But at one point, like mm-hmm. he was like the biggest star in the world.
0: See, so. I found him disappointing. He wasn't bad, but like okay, as you grow up, you hear of Humphrey what? Bogart and Clark Gable. And... What's well, so your
3: number six, Jeff? Is it this? No, no. I was just
0: going off oh, of what okay. Scott I was going off of. Um, Clark Gable, of, uh, the Gene Kelly, and all these other. And he was he's one of those guys. And I all liked them when I saw the movies. Him, I was like,
1: yeah, he's just kind gonna... of
0: yeah. So that's all. Just a little disappointing. But it wasn't bad. Just didn't live up to, I guess, the legend. Um, that's all I'm adding. So Scott Alex, number six.
3: Number six is, I was disappointed with Cary Grant's (laughs) performance. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he was just, for me, he was just, except for the comedic scenes, he was just one note throughout the thing. He didn't show, I think this might have been actually the, the, to save, like, some, uh, let me organize my thoughts here. I'm so perturbed. The, uh. Back then I've read a lot of Hollywood stories that people really wanted to guard their reputations and stuff so on screen they couldn't do or act a certain way because people would think of them like that in real life which I understand audiences back then didn't know as much but in this movie that w- it 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 didn't help at all because even though he acted you know dumb and goofy and stuff he didn't really show any fear or he didn't really freak out in situations where any normal person, like Scott was mentioning, that didn't get to the everyman quality. I think it's because he didn't show any fear about like it, I never felt like he was afraid in any situation that he was in when he was being kidnapped, when he was uh, driving drunk, like when he was I like the the most that he showed was when he ran out of the elevator away from his mom, pretty much.
2: It was kind of like a like a archer quality to him where he just it's he just doesn't think about it.
3: Yeah, that's true, but still I I mean, I guess he freaked out a little bit when he was in what's his faces office when he got kidnapped the first time and he was checking doors and everything, but he was he always had that cool calm collected like poker face. But even in private when there was nobody around, that character, I think Anybody, really, would have just been like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? What am I doing here? Uh, I'm going to die. Like, I I don't know. That just never came across. So that, yeah. And like Jeff said, yeah, Cary Grant, I've heard about him. Legendary actor. And uh, he didn't live up to the hype in this movie, at least. Yeah. I already pretty much said the same thing. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. So. There it is.
0: Because I didn't I don't think I disliked him as much as you. I just don't think he lived up to like what did we watch not too long ago with um Casablanca. People, yeah, Casablanca. But no, yeah,
3: that was awesome. That
0: was good. But I'd already seen that. There was something else. Anyway. Yeah. Was, a- <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> Alright. Um my number six is as I said, I'm going down the order is and Scott mentioned this at the very beginning, the old school driving. And like, first of all, like the rear screen projection, it looks awful. And then just yeah, the outside shots. I'm like, oh yeah, we've come a long way. Like, Black mm-hmm. Panther came out on digital download the other, and I watched it. That car chase scene compared to this, <laughs> it's a little bit a little bit has changed in Hollywood <laughs> over the past sixty years. Yeah, um, but it's still it's it's maybe quaint. Is the way I mean it for its time, I could see it. And
2: uh, they, they were they were doing some cool stuff with it. Uh, like during the junk driving scene, part of it yeah was ridiculous, but like they would have the the cars like basically drive up into the camera it's like, It felt like uh Mr. Toad's Wild Ride almost. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also mm-hmm. getting a feel of um uh Wolf of Wall Street right when he's on the Quaaludes and he's driving yeah. home. It's <laughs> yeah. a little bit like that. Just I mean, the guy had uh, two gallons of bourbon poured
2: and I his. Was... <laughs> Oh, yeah, my
3: God. seriously.
2: So See, he's clearly an alcoholic, by the way. As <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, everybody was. <laughs> he probably saved his life. As, as everybody was in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. So you can't really blame him, but. Uh, if he was a madman, yeah. He was having a highball for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Okay, so number five uh, is the the first uh, shot that I thought was really awesome. Um, the 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 top down shot from the the un uh, oh yeah yeah it like like it, it looked like it's such a weird shot it it looked like a it was like a model but then you see him running like that there was a still shot and he's running from it and it's like at least a couple hundred feet up in the air uh that was so cool uh just uh to to give some perspective of like um just him being in over his head, just this one dude, uh, you know, dealing with something that was way bigger than he was, and just mm-hmm. the shot itself was cool. Uh, I was surprised by that. Uh, um, yeah, that, that's basically it. Uh, that, that was just a really cool shot. It was this, this straight up, up and down shot, uh, top down shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, uh, Alex, number five. Number five, and uh, I really hated this, is uh, I think more than any of the other things. But this just uh, dumb exposition scenes, oh my gosh, I hated those so much. Well, one I, th- the first one I hated more than the other one, but still, there, there were just people in an office talking about what the hell was going on, and maybe this was at the time, but I didn't get the sense from Casablanca or any other older movie that I've, good older movie that I've seen So, everything, they just spelled it out, spelled out the whole mystery instead of organically, you know, finding out through storytelling uh, what the hell was going on. So, if they had removed that and then we just had the airport scene as exposition, I wouldn't have been bothered so much. But because they had both of them and they both said exactly the same thing, except one was explaining to the audience, the other one was explaining to Cary Grant and the audience, uh, just, ugh gross
0: So are you talking about uh the the
3: CIA scene? Yeah, when, when they're just in the office yeah. and the old lady's like, "Well, what about Mr. Thornburg?" Whoa, what about him? Yeah. This is
0: yeah. my number 4. I, I have CIA, CIA scene was weird. It feels like it was just jammed in there.
2: Um yeah, it, it, I halfway agree with Alex that yeah, that it was unnecessary. The movie would have been cooler without it. Um but I, as I was watching it, I was just thinking that, you know, it was, was a different time. Uh, I they they bet, felt they what, felt they had to do this to keep audiences from getting upset or something. I don't know. Some, it know was what? probably a dumb reason for it. but
3: Yeah, I bet it was a suit. Like one of the descendants from the DC Universe's uh, film <laughs> producers uh, said, well, you, you don't know what's going on. You got to tell the people what's going on or else they won't get it. Yeah, I'm going to give Hitchcock the benefit of the doubt here because he deserves it uh, that I I bet he planned something a bit better than uh, something like these exposition scenes. But yeah, who
0: knows? I was going to say, I forgot to mention, mention this at the beginning. So when I watch movies, I usually go in just, okay, this is a regular movie. And then when all of like maybe 15 minutes in, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, all right is this because this is a terrible movie or it's because the filmmaker doesn't want me to know what's going on, right? Like, that's what happened going into this. I'm like, okay, this is Hitchcock. I trust him. I'm not supposed to know what's going on. I'm making the character's shoes now. I I accept that. And this ended up doing it well and that's why I was disappointed when all of a sudden they're just explaining exactly what's going on. So I agree with you, Alex, 100% on this. Um, But I do, like, for me in movies, I get impatient when, like, what?
1: Who's who? Why? (laughs) Like, we're talking
0: about Dune before. Like, well, I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) And that just loses me right away. But I will give it the benefit of the doubt if I know who the director is or the writer. Like, okay, this guy's a history of doing this, so I'm supposed to be confused, as opposed to just being a bad film. So, yeah.
2: so wait, Jeff, are you, are you saying that the, that 10-minute exposition intro to Dune did not explain anything adequately <laughs> yeah. for you?
0: Uh, I just couldn't remember all the pronouns. <laughs> uh, uh, the Targaryens were fighting the Harkonnens. And,
2: <laughs> yep. <and laughs> Spice the Spice Misploded. Be- the Bene <laughs> Gesserits. <laughs> yeah. On Arrakis.
1: <laughs> hmm
2: um, In the melange. All right. Dune, Navigators.
0: <laughs> so my number five, or my, so this is where on the train, and my comment is, slut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as soon as all this stuff happens, I'm like, dude, she is... Okay, something's going on here. She's way making this way too easy. And then I just, I laughed and wrote slut, because... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just because the whole thing she's just that's the easiest thing he's ever had to do.
2: Apparently, <laughs> it was only that easy. It was hilarious. I yeah. think well, he never stops to think that like that was that it was too easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I might be talking about that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I even did this before they even uh, she even let him in his room, just at the table and just all this stuff. I'm like, man, this is a
1: slut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I had, that was my funny note, I thought. so, um, But yeah, it was a little too odd. Seriously, dude? But maybe he's like, he's, I'm Cary Grant. It's always just easy for me. I don't yeah. know.
3: Well, probably for Cary Grant back then, yeah. Yeah.
0: And if he was the Don Draper type, see, he was easy for him, too. I don't know. He's just like
3: uh, <laughs> a quick shout out to uh, the lady that when he's walking across the hotel room, and then he goes into some lady's room. Remember that part? The hospital. Uh, was it the hospital or the hotel where they were keeping him? That was that was a hospital he was in. Hospital? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks by and she's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, stop. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I forgot about that. That was a good scene. And then he looks at her like uh, Terrence Stamp looks at the Mark II armor from Iron Man. He goes, next time, baby. And he walks out the door.
0: <laughs> Terrence Stamp?
3: Yeah, from <laughs> Iron Man 1.
0: Isn't that Terrence Howard? Yeah, Terrence (laughs) Howard.
3: (laughs) Kneel before Zod. (laughs) How did you miss that, Scott? (laughs)
2: Kneel before (laughs) War Machine. Uh, All right. well, (laughs) Scott number four. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how Alex slapped the Terrence Stamp and Terrence. Anyways. They're
3: both named Terrence. Uh, They've got the same name. Number four
2: are, are Martin Landau and James Mason. Uh. So they're the the real villains in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they have that that transatlantic kind of bookishness to them. Uh, I, I really like Martin Landau here. He didn't get much to do, but he's just kind of like this bug eyed intense dude. Yeah, uh, and he still gives off an aura of menace, uh, even though he really doesn't do anything all that physical. Uh, but he but he's there the whole time, just kind of lurking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then James Mason. Uh, it's too bad there weren't uh, more scenes... Uh, well, actually, there, there were quite a few scenes, but um, more scenes like toward the end uh, where they meet up where uh, Cary Grant's not just trying to deny everything, where instead they're just trying to match word for word.
3: Uh... At the auction, yeah. the auction
2: scene? No, like at, at the restaurant at the... Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah, where he's not like saying that he's not. Uh, whatever, Kaplan. Uh, yeah, and then I, and I really like Mason's line at the very end, though, with the <laughs> about the fake bullets. Like, just taking it all in stride that he's been arrested, and who knows what the CIA is going to do to him. hmm hmm Yep. All well, right. That's my number four. Cool.
3: Alex, number four. My number four is, I really like that uh, the That Cary Grant Played like a dumb guy Like all the comedic scenes Not only comedic scenes but the, Yeah the fact that he didn't even think Like hey wait a minute <laughs> These very shadowy Figures are chasing me I don't know who to trust Oh pretty lady how's it going <laughs> Like he's he's, What's the word I'm looking for uh, Oblivious He's a poo Yeah <laughs> that too but not only that, but the scene when he's, he's drunk and he's talking to the officer, that was just pure gold. I mean, that went on, a li- I think, a little bit too long, but that was all just hilarious.
2: Yeah, I agree that, that, that go they, they drag on a little bit. I think there was some ad-libbing there. Mm-hmm.
3: And then at the auction house, they actually get the cops called on him. <laughs> that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, that's one the, the, these older movies, they do take a long time for something. All right, I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can go now,
3: you can stop with this But yeah Twelve? Yeah, twelve dollars <laughs> It's like, what? Oh, that's more than it's worth <laughs> Just making a scene uh, That might be my favorite scene
0: Alright Uh, My number four was the CIA scene, like I said Just and Alex said too Just kind of shoved in there, felt weird So, uh, Alex, or Scott, number three
2: Okay So uh, my number three is uh, Eva St. Marie. Uh, Slut. <laughs> as Eve Kendall, uh, the quintessential femme fatale. Uh, I thought she was really good in this. Um, in, in a lot of the scenes, she was better than Cary Grant was, I thought. Uh, yeah, I agree. She was beating him in his own shtick. Uh, yep. She just had a little more, I I, I don't know, She's a, little, she's a little more reserved, a little more cool, a little more snappy with her dialogue. Uh, it, I didn't really feel the, the chemistry between them all that much. Uh, but uh, I, I thought she, she was good. It was believable that she was into him, at any rate. Uh, yeah, she was just really good in this. Uh, the, the, I mentioned a couple times when we were starting about classic cinema... And the the femme fatale is something uh, that was kind of pioneered out of this out of this movie, or she's one of the uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't say anything like founding or seminal, but uh, this is one to look back at uh, if you're gonna compare that kind of character. And for the most part, she she's not a damsel in distress up until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was that was yeah, that was good Which see. was which is nice for a movie from the from the late 50s mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. I wish she wouldn't would have been. That was one thing at the end. I was yeah. like, Oh man, it was so good and now she's hanging off a cliff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean
2: you know, I wasn't surprised, but yeah, she goes most of the movie like holding her own though. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And, yeah, she
0: was like I said, she was the one outplaying him the whole time. And just at the end they have to do it, and I just like, oh come on,
3: don't do that. Yep. All right. Alex, number three. Number three is as cool as the whole sequence was out in the middle of nowhere with a crop dusting airplane. Just the the reason for it was just so dumb. These villains are really stupid. She's got a she's got a Thornbird on the on the hook, saying go meet the guy there. Thornhill. Everything is gonna get yeah Thornhill. Sorry, everything is gonna be cleared up. So all the guys had to do was hire somebody that that had never seen him before, that hadn't been seen before, and say, oh yeah, I'm so-and-so, pulled out a gun and shot him. Nope. <laughs> they just I'm Hoopa. Yeah. They just needed an excuse to have that awesome uh, airplane scene. Which was, I mean, it was really cool. I really dug it, but... Uh, just the whole reason for it was uh, just, it was
2: dumb. So, yeah, I'm, I am I agree that there probably would have been easier ways to kill him. <laughs> but.
3: And then crop dusting him. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But. Uh, to, they literally tried to run him over with that airplane. <laughs> uh, They're shooting at him. I know.
0: Yeah, which, and they never really showed the gun on the airplane. Why would a crop duster have a gun on the
3: back? Well cuz no cuz they had uh those usually have two seaters and the guy in the back was probably holding a machine gun. Oh, like
2: holding,
3: holding a, a holding, holding a Tommy a machine gun or something, gun. yeah. Okay.
0: But they never really showed it. So I was like, what's going on? Yeah,
3: that, yeah. Um.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um I have a little more to say about this later. I'll I'll hold on there. Um my number 3 was man, it's just some hilarious 1950s tiny razor humor. <laughs> It's like two or three times they had like comment on this on the tiny razor, and I was like, What is this? Was this a thing? And uh, I don't know if it was like a hotel miniature thing or what, but I just uh, I just found it funny that it was supposed to be funny that he was shaving with a tiny razor, (laughs) and it's also a time the day when men would. full on brush up and ah, maybe people do this do businessmen shave in the bathroom they, they they
2: they do boards? but it's not like it's it's a full brush it's an electric thing or something these days no they'll do the, they'll do on the full the full thing you just, really? just i just don't think you see it as often because it's just way easier to get amenities in like other places yeah I mean, yeah full on it's shirts off
0: brushing up they, i mean they have their whole bag with them brushing up and uh, I guess I just I don't even use shaving cream at home. I just shave my skin with a raw blade.
3: Blech, blech, blech. Gee, but it's just with water? Yeah. Damn.
0: I only bleed half the time.
2: Got <laughs> tough enough that song. skin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah,
0: tiny razor humor. That's my number three. Uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two
2: is uh, the plane chase. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, Alex, I agree that there... Much easier ways to get rid of him. Uh, mm-hmm. But that set aside, uh, I thought it was a, a great uh, sequence. Uh, mostly because it's just this faceless menace. Like, you don't see who's flying the plane. You yeah. don't know who's in the cockpit. You just know that the plane's after him. And you're, he's out in the middle of nowhere. There's not really much for him to get cover. And at first I was trying to remember the scene as it was going along. And I'm like, oh, he should have just gone behind that, that sign or something like that the plane's not just going to plow into that. Uh, he might have found a time machine back there. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, but then like, they start shooting at him. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. And then he actually mm-hmm. does get crop dusted. Um, yeah. And his suit, <laughs> his suit is barely the worst for wear, by the way. Uh, after all that. Uh, yeah, just him running around. Uh, the The camera following him. Um, him hiding in the in the corn, like the dead corn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just really cool, just that that sense of danger. And a lot of it was like silent up until the end. Yeah. Or like at least no music, anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I did. I <laughs> that guy's truck. <laughs> yeah. d I, I've a little bit more to say about the what leads up to that scene and uh. Yeah, that's my number two. Is the whole plane thing.
3: Okay, uh, Alex, number two. My number two, and <clears throat> this is one thing that this movie does extremely well was the staging, just where the characters are are set. It's always in an interesting, visually interesting way, and when Hitchcock does those like radical shots, like uh, like the UN building, the top down, he really was the one that pioneered matte paintings. To do crazy shots like that, so that was that was beautiful. That was one uh, a very good redeeming quality of this film. It was just amazingly shot, and even the fake sets with uh, when they were supposed to be in the forest, but it's still you know stage set. Everything was just believable. It wasn't realistic, but
2: it was believable. I wonder, wonder. If you watch it again, like how many of those matte shots we could pick out? Because I think, like when they're in New York, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, like like them walking down the sidewalk. Like what's in the behind them? There's that. Yeah. Rushmore
3: was definitely a matte painting. Um. Oh, and uh, when they're that airport scene, when the the, the second exposition scene at the airport. Was I thought was actually pretty cool because they must have been walking on treadmills because they didn't look like they were just walking in place. It was like actual natural walking. I mean, you can tell that they were projecting the whole film behind them. But I thought it was so artfully done that it didn't bother me. I Are
2: you sure about that, Alex? You sure it wasn't just like on a dolly? Mm, yeah.
1: Okay.
2: To watch yeah, that was a projected
3: scene. Yeah, I know. It's so well done that it, I, I was I was squinting at it for a long time. It's like, no, yeah. And, I, I mean, that's a good idea. Probably saved them a buttload of money, not having to shoot in an airport. <laughs> or on top of Mount Rushmore. They should have done it.
0: Yeah, I, I actually... Are you guys going to talk about... Oh, never mind. I'll talk about it a little more later. Um, all right, sorry. My number two is the airplane scene that you guys talked about. I just have... Okay, this is the iconic scene. It's kind of I had it it was what what Scott said, it was kind of this phantom menace. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> using that term. Um, I'll punch myself for saying that. But um it leading up to like just him at the stop and it, it was long. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna he just sitting there car drives by, nope it's not him. Car drives by, no, nope, it's not him. Bus drops off, or guy drops off. A guy gets on the bus. No, it's just like, oh, it's just taking forever. And then, I mean, it kind of turned comical with the plane flying on the ground and like hit, running into the truck. I mean,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was I, a hell of an ending.
0: Yeah, like it's not like the airplane flying into the tunnel after Indiana Jones. Well, yeah,
2: and,
3: um, I mean, I
0: I
2: get like how it's supposed to look on like the storyboard, <laughs> so I wasn't yeah. too upset. But yeah, the in the actual like. <laughs> on screen timing, the plane should have not crashed into the tanker. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but whatever.
0: It was good. I was finally now I can finally know how that scene fits in. Like you, I think we were talking about with Forrest Gump how they're always playing that music during like Hollywood montages. And I will say that Forrest Gump music has always played with this scene of him running from the airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Hollywood
2: montage has to have
0: Cary mm-hmm. Grant running from the airplane and the Forrest Gump uh, mm-hmm. music
3: going. On.
2: I did. I did think it was a pretty rad stunt. Uh, whoever did it—the guy that actually ducks under the, the truck—oh
3: yeah, okay. I forgot about that. That was Wait. so
0: good. Hold on, guys. Seriously, I was mimicking running, and I just hit my ten thousand step on my. <laughs> footbed, so that's pretty awesome. Congratulations! <laughs> there it is.
2: Piece of crap watch. Right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. we're burning um, burning calories here, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's what counts.
0: Uh yeah. All right, so number 1 Alex or Scott.
2: Uh so number <laughs> 1 is exactly the thing you were just complaining about, Jeff. Only I loved it. <laughs> oh, really? So so that so that whole scene starts with that the really bit? that really long shot of him getting dropped off out of the bus. And by the way, the bus mm-hmm. looks weird to me. Not not for nothing. Uh but anyway, mm. he gets dropped off there. He's in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yeah, And then he's trying to figure out what's going on and he gets hopeful for each one and there's, and there's this kind of slow burn in the middle there. Uh, I, I could really feel the tension building more so than any other part of the movie. Um, and you know the cars stop. Uh, finding that the guy gets out and they just kind of look at each other. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And he finally goes over to talk to him and of course it's not the guy. And he just gets on the bus. Um, it's it's almost like... A, uh, it's almost a relief when the when the plane shows up and you're like, "Okay. <laughs> this is this is what was supposed to happen out here for." Him. Uh, uh yeah, just the, the tension of him being out there and uh I like how he's like fully willing to get off in the middle of nowhere like that too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that plays into his character.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> I'll trust this beautiful blonde woman that I just slept with very easily, <laughs>
2: I might add. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just that uh, again, that initial shot that long shot of him getting off the bus and then uh, the guy across the street and just all of it together uh, it, was, it was really cool uh, moment of, of building tension yeah it works so that's my number one it was my favorite part alright fair
0: enough disagreement fair enough <laughs> <laughs> Alex <laughs> number one
3: my number one is this movie has a great great premise like the story's there, I could see a really good film in this film. I, I wish, I mean, of, of course, Hollywood is eventually going to remake this, it, and this is this movie is the basis for a lot of thrillers to come. So that's why I like this movie. It's a good film to study, and the story is oh, just so good. It just fell short, like in the in the execution.
2: So so I wonder You hear that, Hitchcock? <laughs> yeah. Step up
3: your game, son.
2: <laughs> so I wonder how many movies use this as a kind of a uh a template, not necessarily for the mistaken identity, but for the whole uh like outrunning the foreign or government agents, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because I can't really think of a movie before this that was that had that kind of premise.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: that's true. And maybe we're jaded because since then we've seen a bunch of other movies that have stolen from this and maybe made it better or just more to our today's standards, right? Yeah, maybe.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that is one thing I think it's hard for people to go back and watch older movies after... You watch so many at your version, your age and you go back and you watch Sometimes it's hard. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: That's why... Uh, Believe it or not, younger people like the prequels better than the originals. Just because it's more special effects, more action. I...
3: Well, they have no souls. <laughs> but it's
0: yeah, and it's true. But yeah, there's a little something to it. All right. Uh, so, is my number one? Yes. Yeah, my number one. Except like this is not really that number one moment. But the last thing. I have the Mount Rushmore stuffs kind of lame. Like I, for this movie, it was that kind of like now it's comic booky a little bit, uh, not not comic booky, comicky, comical. Mm. Um, just them fighting, climbing. Like there was her strategy. Okay, let's climb down here. Yeah, what? that
3: was not that's... smart. <laughs> like,
0: like even if you get past the head, the nose, you that's a giant cliff. Like I don't know what the strategy was there. Right?
3: <laughs> and what's <laughs> her face didn't take her heels off.
2: I did like the when they're coming around the, I don't know who it was, like Teddy Roosevelt's ear. You see the goon like ready to pounce. <laughs> oh yeah, for like 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. That was a, that was kind of an awkward shot.
3: Jeebus. He was just yeah. there waiting, 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 and then she finally screams, okay, now I can jump. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ugh. Um, I thought they were, because I just found this out not too long ago. There's actually like, there's rooms in there and there you can use it as like a national archives or something like that. So I thought, Oh, maybe yeah. they're going to go in there, but no. yeah, no, they didn't do that. And that thing I was going to bring up earlier, I looked, I'm like, okay, this is old enough movie that maybe they didn't care about destroying national parks or whatever. They, maybe they really did film this there and they started doing it there. And then the people got mad because they weren't, they were being stupid Hollywood people. And so they had to build, recreate it on a <laughs> set, but they did mm-hmm. film there a little bit, but mostly just like the observatory scene uh like when he's looking through the uh whatever those quarter the view binoculars The view masters yeah, yeah. view masters. <laughs> um, so yeah a little corny for this movie it, it kind of felt out of place like almost any other place would have been better than than that <laughs> this is like all and maybe this is now it's the world of um team america <laughs> and stuff like that like yeah all right that was my number one. Alright, uh, any audible mentions? I have two.
2: Let's see. So, uh. so uh, I mentioned the transatlantic accent. Which is just mm-hmm. weird and interesting to me. Uh, I liked how they, they kind of mentioned the Cold War here. But it's like super relevant. This is 1959. Like, yeah. it's going... This is pretty much like the apex of the Cold War, basically. Uh, so... They just kinda of pay lip service to it. Yeah. Uh well they could have done a lot more with it, so I thought that was interesting. Um I have written up written here upset rich white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I was laughing at at the the auction scene because of how upset everybody was getting. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, uh or uh see two more things. Uh how Hitchcock likes his blondes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Legendarily. Uh Here and then, did you guys notice Hitchcock in the beginning of the movie? I missed him. Okay, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So so at the very beginning, uh, when it shows just a bunch of people in New York, um, it shows him like missing a bus, basically where like a bus door shuts in his face,
3: right after his credit.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that was something I missed. I knew. He's always in his movies, and by the time I started to look for it, I'm like, oh, I probably already missed it, because I think it usually is early on in his stuff. Yeah, it was
2: yeah. funny, because like, yeah. I wasn't looking for it at all. I'm like, oh, it's Hitchcock. Mm-hmm.
0: He was doing it before Stan Lee. <laughs> um, so mine, I had uh, Naked Gun ending the train in <laughs> the tunnel. Also felt out of place in this movie, but uh, I'm sure back in the day it was hilarious. And then the police car phone. Did you guys... I'm pretty... When the police... When um, he gets... He does the stuff at the auction scene, and the police capture him, when they're driving away, and they call it in that they have the killer.
3: And they call... And it's a phone! Like I think it was still like a radio, but just a more
2: powerful one for their car. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm f- pretty sure. They had, they, had, they had phone receivers on radios. Did they? like well, look? Watch like Saving Private Ryan. They have, like, a phone... Or Dick and... Tracy. Or Dick Tracy. Yeah, with
0: the giant freaking. I mean, our cop cars. Every movie I've ever seen, it's still the CB. They would have CBs back then, no?
3: I guess. Yeah, maybe they had the giant phones. Like...
2: Hmm. Car 54, All right, well, where are you?
3: Yeah. Seemed a little weird to me, but
0: maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. It felt like very Batman 66.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See? He
3: had one. Yeah. Well, seven years later, and it's Batman. That's... <laughs> oh no, that's true, yeah. invented oh. cell phone technology
0: <laughs> all right, uh, let's rate it Scott
2: oh, this is tough uh it's not tough it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, pretty easy um just because i i could as I was watching it, I could spot all the things of like, oh, this is kind of the the setup for like all these other movies um but I, I found it interesting. Found, like, the kind of old-school acting interesting. And uh, I I liked enough of this that I would give it a five.
3: Okay. Alex. Uh, this is a four for me. Oh, God. You hate <laughs> everything
0: about it, and you still give it a four?
3: Yeah. It's only because, like I said, all the, the artistry and the filmmaking of it, the shots, the sets, all of that brought it back, that was a some a lot of redeeming qualities, so I can see why Hitchcock is revered as such a great director
2: uh, what did what did you give so, what did you give doom Alex instead of
3: <laughs> do you remember? oh that was just purely on nostalgia what what did you give doom though? <laughs> you get to, i don't know it was six five. <laughs> Jesus christ all right I could look it up here because uh, it's okay. so damn weird Alex gave it a four okay oh there it is. This is as good as Dune. You know the scale goes from four 1 to three. 7, right? Not 4 to 7. Yeah, but like I said, this movie's lukewarm for me. Okay. Number
1: 4.
3: I, I want to know what movie you're going to give a 3, let alone a 1. Because uh, Jesus, yeah. if we ever fucking do Mac and Me, I'll give that a 2. <laughs> no, still I'm good. calling it, I'm you know, calling well, it right Red now. Paul Rudd makes it funny, and I'm going to give it a 3 <laughs> for that. That's, that's probably going to be the best thing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Paul Rudd does the thing on Conan.
0: Nothing. All right, uh, all right. I give us a five, pretty easy. I liked it a lot. I'll never watch it again, um, but I did like. I enjoyed most of it, almost almost all of it, except them, some things were corny and dated. But I still it was a good film. And I liked it so easy five for me. All right, our crossover topic is top mistaken identities in movies, TV, video games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Scott, so we're gonna talk about that now. I don't know why I'm talking like Pert Happily now.
3: Who's um, <laughs> what's a
2: Pert Happily? <laughs> so it's
3: from
0: K- Parks and Rec.
2: Ah, this first the first one's kind of cheating, uh, but this is a it's probably my my favorite Shakespeare movie anyway, and um, mm. it was the it was called Twelfth Night. Uh, alternative title, obviously Twelfth Night or what you will. Uh, the version in the '90s, directed by Trevor Nunn. Um, in particular, but uh, for anybody that is unaware, Twelfth Night tells the story of big surprise, mistaken identities. Um, In this case, it's Mm -hmm. kind of cheating because the main character assumes an identity, um, but then everybody just kind of goes along with it. Um, So, kind of half and half, but then there is some mistaken identity later on, enough that uh, I felt like including this. Um, But anyways, yes, this is my... uh, My number five, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm talking about the uh, Viola character.
0: Okay.
3: Never heard of it.
2: Yeah, me either. Sounds interesting.
3: Yep. Uh, Uh, Alex. This is my bottom one because I started watching this movie and it looked really interesting, but for some reason, I I think my parents pulled me away or something or we had to go do something, but Tom Hanks is the man with one red shoe. (laughs) Okay. Cause that's that started off like uh, he was riding his bike. I remember him riding his bike, and he had you know he lost one red shoe, and he had the other one, and uh, another very attractive blonde lady like picked him up, and they were going to start the movie, and then I had to leave. Yeah, Wait, was it Meg Ryan again? It's not Meg Ryan. No,
2: but it was a lot like not Meg Ryan. Ryan. Uh, this this and again, government agents are after him, like Russian agents. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I think I'll go back and watch that
2: now. Yeah, I don't remember it being that good, but... Oh, okay. But, yeah, it might be worth (laughs) watching. Tom Hanks. All All
0: right, so I had a little trouble, like, is this... Okay, I know what mistaken identity was, but is that also, like, you don't know what your identity is? And so I'm a little...
2: little Are you you talking about... Well, I'll let you get to it. (laughs) Memento?
0: And so I'm going to put this one on here because I don't think it quite makes it, but I had a hard time coming up with some of this, so... And it's got the word identity in the name of the title of the movie, so I'm going to go with the Born Identity. Okay, I don't know if it counts or not.
3: He doesn't know who he is.
1: Uh,
3: right? Uh, I mean, no, nobody. Musta- it's like everybody knows who he is except for him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so,
2: I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it just because, like, like you're saying, like he's having to deal with people knowing who he is, but he doesn't know. Yeah. So he's he thinks he's well, he doesn't know who he is, but it's kind of the same thing.
0: I was, I knew this was just pushing it, and because I had a hard time with other ones, so I put it on the yeah, okay. list. Yeah, right. and, um, they give you a pass this time, Jeff, but I'm warning you. <laughs> next time, I'll have your badge. And to be honest, I'm not even a huge fan of the, that franchise. Like I've seen them all. I haven't seen the latest one, but I've seen all the other ones, and they're fun. But like, okay, whatever. I've seen them, and that's it. So even if this was did meet the cut, it would be number five on my list. Jason Bourne, Matt Damon. Matt Damon see Team America it all comes back mm-hmm. full circle Scott number four
2: uh, okay so just real quick on Alex's uh mammoth one red shoe so the blonde in this case uh, the, the Hitchcock blonde in this case was Laurie Singer mm-hmm. of, of Warlock fame if you guys remember that <laughs> fucking Warlock <laughs> uh, also starring Jim Belushi yeah. and Carrie Fisher Oh. amongst others. Wait,
3: Warlock or One shoe? One red you okay.
2: Uh, Dabney, Dabney Coleman, uh, as well as mm. in this. Uh, anyway, so my number... Four.
3: Wait, was she the same girl from Secret of My Success with uh, Michael J. Fox?
2: Laurie Singer? No, that was Helen Shaver. That's another blonde... That was Helen Shaver. Okay. Who played Supergirl. Shaver? I barely know her. Whoa. Oh, Supergirl. Yeah. AKA Supergirl, Supergirl. yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Slater. Number number four. <laughs> Shaver. I thought Slater. No. Supergirl Slater. I don't think so. No? I think it's Shaver. All right. Uh, Terrence Stamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. Full circle. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, my number four <laughs> is... Uh, for a second, I wasn't going to put this on the list, but then I thought more about it. And I was like, no, this is exactly what this is. Uh, Total Recall.
0: Oh, you I son thought of a bitch. This. I thought about it. Uh, that's
3: my number two. Because everybody...
2: Because it, it's a big plot point that people think that he's Quaid. Or that he's... But he's Housa, Housa. Housa, But he's Quaid. Uh, that Housa am Quaid. So, not only does does it mix in the born Identity thing where he doesn't know, <laughs> but other people think that he's somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and then they try to get it... But I'm Quaid. But you're
0: uh, hey, by totally the way, bad. I'm two for tutor night. It's Helen Slater. What? Boom. what?
3: Bam. Jeff. I'm looking this up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just looked it
3: up. Just sinking buckets left and right. You're going to use the Canadian IPV. <laughs> it's probably going yeah. spelled differently.
2: Supergirl.
0: Yeah, I agree with Running Man, except I was confused the whole time. I still don't know who's Hauser or Quaid, so therefore I
1: didn't
2: include it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Hauser, but I'm Hauser. Yeah, goddammit. You're not you. Jeff's right. You're me. No shit. Two. What was the first thing?
0: No, I corrected Terrence him Stamp. on Terrence Stamp. Oh. Okay. And you oh I beat him. Yeah, you did. Okay. I
3: thought Scott was a little Well, good I, I, well I was
2: doing that thing where I wasn't listening to Alex. <laughs> In my defense. That's a poor excuse. <laughs> In my defense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways, my number four was Total Recall.
3: Yeah. Okay. Good call. Recall. Alex, number four. My number four is uh, a Bill Murray comedy, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Okay. You guys have seen this? I don't think I have. I haven't. It is, uh, in my mind, underrated. There was a lot of really good stuff in this movie. And Bill Murray is excellent playing an utter buffoon. So, worth it. Worth a watch. All right.
0: Um, My number four. Now, once again... Everyone thinks he's somebody else, but it's planned, and it's uh, – I don't even know when this came out. I think it's the 90s. movie called Dave.
3: Yep. Remember this? Yep,
0: I almost made my list.
3: Oh, the uh, – what's his face? The president yeah. from ID4 is the president in this one. <laughs> no. Not ID4. <laughs> what the fuck are you all? talking about?
2: It's not Bill Pullman. <laughs> no, is it Bill it's Pullman? It's Kevin no. Kline.
3: Kevin Kline. Oh, How same guy.
0: <laughs> no. So Kevin Klein looks like the president, and the president has a heart heart attack banging a hooker or something, and they replace him, and he no, pretends he, to be the has president. No, he a heart attack
2: banging Laura Linney.
0: But it's not a hooker?
2: No, it was an aide.
0: Am I yeah. going to have to look this up, She too? had AIDS? Oh, yeah. He was banging somebody who <laughs> wasn't supposed what
2: to. It was Laura Linney, though, in real life. Okay. I'm just well, no,
0: yeah, not... Did okay. he ruin...
2: No, I'm, sorry, I'm just my, this my, I'm just saying that it's worth mentioning that it was Laura Linney.
3: Okay. Great. <laughs> but his cigars were okay right <laughs> yes
0: anyway so he they put this guy in to pretend to be the president because they didn't want everyone to freak out and then he starts putting you know he's a real man and he starts making the government better and all this and he falls in love with uh zool or something like that and uh, it's a good movie check it out I'm harold like it. Or I, 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 alan Right, Allen Iverson. <laughs> Alan I have been, I've been Reitman. There you go. I, we talk about practice. practice,
2: not a game. Practice. All
0: right, I'm done oh, talking, Scott. Oh, <laughs> number
2: three. No, I want to talk more about the uh, the <laughs> hey, Laura Linney. No, I was going to say we talk more about Allen Iverson's uh, directorial <laughs> catalog. Yeah. uh All right, so strong. Lots strong. of
3: crossovers. Strong's well, debut. One number
2: three, right? Okay. So, my uh, number three is uh, *Monty Python's Life of Brian*.
3: Oh, son of a bitch! That's a good one.
2: Uh, basically, the, the the titular character here, Brian, <laughs> uh, That's so good. W- basically, is born like the same day and next door to Jesus, <laughs> and so he has to spend like the rest of the movie where people mistake him for the Messiah, and mm-hmm. shenanigans ensue. And it ends with what might be the best ending in any movie ever. Ugh. <laughs> Which I don't want to spoil for anybody if they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm.
3: I haven't seen
2: it. Yeah, so I'm not going to say anything. But it has okay. the the fucking best ending. Or one of the best. Yeah. Um, definitely worth the watch. watch. If it. you like...
3: He goes full dong on this yeah, one. Yeah, all
2: kinds of dong. Uh, if you like Monty Python, uh, there's no reason not to watch this. Um, even if you and don't they're... care for Monty Python, <laughs> I think you'll like it. It's not... Um, it's not a series of skits like some of their movies kind of are. Um,
3: it, it, like The Meaning of Life?
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, or Well, I'd, I'd argue that um, uh, The Holy Grail it's kind of the plot's kind of loose there. Uh, yeah, but yeah. But this this is definitely more of fo- a focused movie. And again, the, the payoff at the end is amazing. Uh. So anyways, my number three, Life of Brian. Nice. All right.
0: Alex. Number three.
3: Uh, my number three is gonna dip into a very popular anime that we both love, Scott Cowboy Bebop. Okay, you remember this one episode where he meets where he meets Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine is supposed to uh, she owes money to the mob, and to pay off her debt, she just needs to deliver a special chip to a certain somebody while she's rigging right, a game okay. of blackjack. All right.
2: It's all coming back to so. Me.
3: As this is set in you know in the future, so she's got like a little screen of a picture of the guy that she's supposed to deliver the special chip to. He's supposed to lose all of his chips except for one the one oh no, he's supposed to lose all his chips and then give her the special one as a tip. but when she sees the screen, it's kind of uh jittery and there's a lot of noise on it, so she can't quite tell who it is, and she mistakes the main character for um the guy so yeah, and then insanity ensues. Yep, it's a really good episode. The,
2: the The mistaken identity thing happens a few times throughout the series. Actually, what was the other one? Uh, when they're looking for the in the trucker episode, when they're looking for the guy, they have uh, uh, Faye thinks that it's uh, a different. It's like a smaller plot line, but she thinks that it's a different guy because he has like a tattoo that matches. And it kind of looks based on the sketch. Oh,
3: the, the guy that loves eel? Yeah, it
2: turns out that he has like this... <laughs> yeah, it turns out that it's like this... Yeah, like, I just really like eels Like you. sea monster with like hearts on it and stuff. And it's not the dragon it was tattoo. A
3: dragon, it was supposed to be a dragon tattoo. Yeah, 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 and he just has an eel tattooed on his chest. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Cabo Bebop. Go watch it, folks. Yeah, I mean, I celebrate the entire catalog. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I'll send you one episode, Jeff. I'll upload it so you can watch. Just give it a shot. Okay. Um, I'll get right on that.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) My number three, once again, it's kind of pushing it a little bit. um, But I'm going with Galaxy Quest.
2: No, that's absolutely uh, mistaken.
0: They didn't mistake their identities. They got exactly who they wanted. They just didn't know that what they did was acting and not... A real yeah.
2: thing well, well <laughs> so yeah but well, they, thought that they, well, this right, well, they thought that they were the characters so yeah. so i will allow it to. Yeah. also it's on my list so <laughs> okay. um
0: but yeah this is i I, like I said when i was struggling i'm like well yeah they thought they were uh, these guys and they really aren't but they're mistaken so and once again zool's in this one i just realized that zool's in a couple of mine mm-hmm. um, i can't remember her name right now for some reason <laughs> sigoni weaver dana dana barrett oh there you go are you it's ready
2: Sagoni weaver
0: I'm ready, Cooney. Um, So yeah, (laughs) Galaxy Quest, if you haven't seen it, uh, watch it. That's great. Yeah, where
3: the hell have you been?
0: Yeah, that was a sleeper when that thing came out. It wasn't even that popular, I think, when it came out in the theaters, then when it hit home video. That's how I remember it, anyway, that everyone loved it. Mm -hmm. And Divid. Um, Probably wasn't even Divid, it was probably VHS. Really? Yes. Damn. Maybe, I don't know. We yeah, that's the premise. My favorite scene of the entire movie is with Sigourney Weaver and probably Tim Allen. who are trying to get to the core, and all this crazy <laughs> shits going on. And she freak. Who would build something like this? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, gold. Um, and the whole all the red shirt stuff going on the entire movie with what's his face. Pretty hilarious. Um, that's my number three. Scott, number two.
2: Okay. So, uh, my number two is Galaxy Quest. Oh, So, we pretty nice. much covered that. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Alex, number two. I'm that Quaid. Total Recall.
2: Rico. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that we all have the same number one.
0: I don't think we do, because I think it's my number two.
2: Huh.
0: It's my number, number two. two, I have dressed up as a character from this movie a couple times. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's not, all right. That's my number one.
0: Alright. Uh Big Lebowski. This is my number two.
2: Um Yeah. Where's the money, Lebowski?
0: They uh, the movie starts out, yeah. He gets kidnapped, they steal his rug, you think he's a different Lebowski, and uh yeah, hijinks ensue. <laughs> and that's just like my opinion, man.
2: He's <laughs> like, oh, holding up the, the bowling ball. What the hell is this thing? Well, you're obviously not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. That's so good,
2: um, where's the money so, I, that's part of the entire movie is that the like toward the end when they they go to the old man's house and Jeff bridges asks him where's the money Lebowski <laughs> oh God I,
0: I, I was on Reddit the other day, and somebody it was like I was as a the subreddit cozy places, and people just have their nice little rooms in their house that are in and so it's like finally got the final touch and it's like so it has a rug and then almost every single comment was yeah it really ties the room together (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm Uh, Mm -hmm. but we haven't done that I'm putting that on my list I don't think we've done this movie Um, alright let's hear number one Alex
2: Scott (laughs) (laughs)
3: hey Scott
2: Scott uh, number one is Big Lebowski
3: yeah same All
2: right.
0: well number one I can't believe you guys didn't get it it's A small scene from a great show, and...
3: I am Guy Incognito! (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) Poor Guy Incognito.
0: Guy Incognito is mistaken for Homer Simpson.
3: Ah, damn it.
0: (laughs) This literally was the second one. First I thought of Lebowski, and then I thought of... I am Guy (laughs) Incognito. Homer? Who is Homer? (laughs) To be honest, I don't even remember what episodes about
3: I just remember that scene,
0: which episode is that
3: uh Homer gets kicked out of the bar so he 's trying to find a new bar, and that 's when he ends up at the uh pilot's bar at the airport so this I think this is the Marge getting over her fear of flying episode, okay, and then yeah. they think oh, homer 's going into mo and
0: then too's and they yeah this guy incognito oh, so good all right that 's it. I have two um Honorable mentions. I had Fight Club on here, kind of for the same reason as Born Identity, and that's why I left it off. I only wanted to include one of those. Because once again, everyone else, they know who he is, but he doesn't know who he is. And then I have every mm. episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> 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 yeah. Counts. I'm going to allow this. That's it. Any other mentions for you guys? Um, yeah, none for me. Obviously not. Uh, okay. all right guy incognito
3: it's t- <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Alex no sports I'm Alex, and I like sports sports well, so you guys hear Pete Rose is going to get exonerated oh yeah, I did i did yeah this. no the recent Supreme Court ruling clearing the way for legalized sports betting
2: oh I don't Alex I'm just gonna go on a limb here and say that i, I uh-huh. I don't think this is going to uh, be retroactive in any way.
3: What, they're not going to let him play anymore?
2: No. I don't think they're going to let him play. But what? Although, the angels could probably use him at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Another warm body.
3: <laughs> Dive in head first.
0: That was supposed to be a foghorn. Uh-huh. A lake horn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did hear about the legalized uh, sports betting now. I don't know if you guys... I'm not a gambler, so yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't really it's, affect me. It's,
2: yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's still... Yeah, across the country. It's still like a... St- yeah. not just in Vegas. Yeah, it's just like a state-by-state thing now. Decide how they want to do that. Right. Yeah. Oh, Maybe does we- that
3: mean we can bet on esports games now, too? I guess. Oh, Valiant for the win. <laughs>
2: LA Valiant son. So how did they get around it before? Because I know like where we live, there's casinos not that very far from us.
3: I think like through satellite T V online betting stuff.
2: Well no, you know. can go into places and like play blackjack and poker and shit. That's oh, not, that's that's not sport different. Betting. That's different. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, like, right, right, but no but yeah, I guess the same I, thing. Yeah. I mean aren't those uh
0: I'm going to say the wrong term here. Indian reservations. Yeah, yeah
3: Native American reservation. casinos. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's That's how I know they're allowed to do them. And another, yeah. they opened up a horse bedding place not too far from here, but there's no actual horse racing there, but yeah, everything's remote and satellite. And, mm. So I don't know.
2: Mm. I mean, I it's source of revenue for, for, local, yeah. for local and state governments.
0: I guess. It'll be allowed here. They'll, if California allows weed, they'll allow... Yeah, I'm going to eleven just at
2: the end of the day, it's just one of those things where like, well, people are gonna fucking do it anyways. And they do. And they do. Girl. So might as well get get money out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: There it
0: is.
2: Alright, it's time for Niam News! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Alright. Uh just light news as usual, lately for me anyway. Uh so before when... <laughs> Is that ironic? No. Uh, oh, I could go on and on about stuff you really want me to In fact, no. Uh, God damn it, Alex, you derailed me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's supposed to be quick, and now it's just nothing. Stupid Alex. Hey,
3: step up, step up your game. Scott, you've been off this whole episode.
2: Your face has been off. <laughs>
3: face off.
2: Oh, that was going to be my honorable mention for the mistaken identity. <laughs> it's face off. Thank you. You can't write this. <laughs> you really can't. Uh, so <laughs> the audience knows we don't write this. Yeah. <laughs> the so during Last Jedi, uh, people went on star tours, and like fucking Mark Hamill came out, like why people were writing. Oh yeah, and. Like we, I think the general consensus was we would just lose our shit. Uh, oh hell yeah! So what they did this time around was they like at Disneyland they did this thing where they had people take some weird ask answer a couple weird questions and they had to guess like a password or something and if they got it right they got to go on Star Tours and this time around there were a couple Star Wars characters with them that I don't know the names of I'm sure you guys would. Uh, Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba was not one of them. Elon oh. back. It was, it was one of, was one <laughs> of the guys from Mos Eisley Cantina that plays, like, the clarinet. Or, oh, like, the, the uh, oboe. Oh,
3: Mac, no, not Max Rebo. Motherfucker. That's not Max Rebo. What's the,
1: yeah.
2: He looks like, what, like a stereotypical, like, alien, like a gray or something like that. Yeah, big he's gray, got the ass face. Yeah, the big, he's a jizz whaler. <laughs> yeah, that's the <jizz-whaler>. one. <laughs>
0: That's what they're called. That's, yep, that's the <laughs> instrument. I don't. I don't know what the the name. No, no, no. Is. Really,
2: what are they called? Jizz whalers. Uh, yeah. Okay.
3: I mean, as a as an artist, you know, that's what he plays. He plays they the don't, jizz. He's a yeah, jizz Yeah, they whaler. don't play jazz. They play jizz in space. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in space, no one can hear you. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Butch bump. So it said, yeah, they had Chewbacca come out, and people got to, people got to ride with Chewbacca. Get some photo Wait, actual
3: and... Peter Mayhew or the other guy that took over?
2: It was Chewbacca. Yeah, idiot. It was the real Chewbacca. Uh,
3: as himself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: one thing about the this little, guy little guy. video that I saw, like, they showed the kids and the kids were all excited. The adults were more excited. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rightfully so. Uh, so that was just a neat little thing. Um, follows up with that that story I did before about Mark Hamill. Uh, mm-hmm. And then just brief movie news. I I, have, I need to look more into this, but it appears as if uh, Rambo 5 and Expendables are both go, a go. Jeebus. <laughs> Maybe they'll be connected somehow. That'd be kind of cool.
3: Yeah, oh, Uh
2: So we're going to get some more Stallone before the end. <laughs>
3: Will he do the Hunger Joker?
2: So I think he's done. He's he's gotten like every action movie star like from the eighties and nineties and his shit, other than uh, Seagal. But Seagal did Machete. So I don't know. Yeah, he necessarily wants to do this. And also, I don't know that anybody wants anything to do with Seagal either. So yeah. I wouldn't necessarily plan on him getting into one of these expendable movies. Yeah, Ugh. but it did. It did make hey. me wonder, like, who else could they throw in these movies? Cary Grant. Hey. <laughs> Cary Grant. Hey, it's
0: But by, by the way, the character's name is Figrin Dan, and the name of the band is Figrin Dan and the Modal
3: Nodes. Oh, the Modal Nodes. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. You never really got that, Alex. No, I knew that. Go, oh, come on.
2: Sure. All right. it. <laughs> Of shit. Uh, you wanna know the other band members. band members? Oh name? please, please regale us. <laughs> there are,
0: I mean I'm not even saying these right. There's Doik Notz, and there's uh-huh. apostrophes oh, all yeah. over the place in these names. You can't forget about that. That's Don's brother. Can't forget about that yeah. guy. And there's Ichabel
2: not the holds the band together. they
0: in Karn, Nalan Chiel, Sunel Aidi, Tecmoor, and Tede Danahai. There you mm-hmm.
2: go. Household names each and every one. Yeah.
3: Yes. Well their world frame is Jiz Whalers.
2: <laughs> We're jizz whalers on the Moon. But there ain't no whales, so we tail top tails and we sing a happy tune. All right.
3: I think that's I think it's a I think it's
2: uh, <laughs> I think it for me, now that we've learned the entire <laughs> band of the 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 noot, the, of the noodle moles.
0: I can read the instruments that they play. Sure. They why not? Have... <laughs> no, I'm not going to read them. These are terrible. One of them's called a the clue horn, and one's an omnibox. But there there's is.
2: also a, a plong sounder. There's also a... And a slith- slither horn. An openmophobe. Which one, of those, guys, which one of those guys plays the saxophone? That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Omo Omobobo? Saxophone. All right.
0: Any news, Alex?
3: Nope. Jeff, you uh, got anything?
0: No news. I just saw Deadpool 2. It's pretty good. Recommend it. I'm not... I mean, I, lo- I like the first one. I like the second one. I'm not a huge fan of them. I prefer the regular MCU movies better. But if you like the first one, I'm pretty sure you'll like this one. It was fun. Cool. Little cameos here and there. Um, actually, like Hollywood celebrity cameos and, you know, Fox Marvel character cameos throughout. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I would uh, I would recommend it. Ooh. Definitely fourth wall breaking galore.
3: <laughs> uh, Deadpool.
0: Yeah. And that's all I got. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. The reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure.
1: Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.